Good morning, church. Uh, today's reading is taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 37. And in the church Bible is page 449. If you needed a copy of the Bible, please raise your hands. Um, copies can be handed out uh, by our ushers. That's it. So uh, we're going to read the entire chapter, Psalms 37. Uh, from verse 1 all the way to 40, so it's quite a long uh, uh, chapter. So Psalms 37, page 449. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of of those who who do wrong. For like the grass that they will soon wither, Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn away from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more, though you look for them. They will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows that their day is coming. The wicked draw the saw and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright, but their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bowls will be broken. Better the little the righteous have than the wealth that many wicked, for the power of the wicked will be broken, and the law upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish, though the, law and the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field. They will be consumed and they will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young, and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsaken his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will, be, will perish. 
The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts, their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous intents on putting them to death, but the law will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree, but he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace, and all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is the strong stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they seek refuge in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great. Well, let's keep that passage open. If you're interested, this is the eighth longest psalms out of 150. There's lots of different psalms, isn't it, that we've been listening to uh, the past few weeks and now this week. Uh, as you heard, it almost sounds like a long list of Proverbs, doesn't it? Uh, some verses, hey, I remember that from Proverbs. This is kind of, it's wisdom, isn't it? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, wisdom. I don't know what you think of when you hear wisdom. Usually you think of kind of someone very old and gray hair, and they, they, they've seen life, yeah? they've lived a long time, they know what life is about, and they can tell you, the best way to live. I mean, wisdom is not really like nuclear physics kind of knowledge. No, it's knowing how to live. And I guess we expect the Bible to give us wisdom, right? To tell us the right way to live. The thing is, usually when you hear wisdom and proverbs, it, it sounds, it makes sense, right? Oh, this is, this is true. And many hands make light work. Yeah, th- that's right. We, we, we know that. We can see that. Uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Again, an English proverb, again, it makes sense. But what if it doesn't make sense? Because sometimes, you know, you try to do what the Bible says, but uh, it seems to be the wrong way around. It doesn't seem the thing that works. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, you are in your office and you're trying to uh, do the right thing. You work with honesty and integrity, right? That's what the Bible tells you to do. And then you have this colleague, and they lie about everything, and they cheat, and they, uh, they, they hurt people, they're ruthless, and they're really successful, and uh, they get a promotion, and you know, they're, they, they're employee of the, uh, of the month, whatever, <laughs> and, and you get called by your manager, what are you doing? And you feel, I thought I was doing the right thing, and it's not working. Or maybe in a relationship, uh, you know, someone's hurt you, and the Bible says, you know, forgive, accept them. And so you, you, you forgive them, and, and you think that will change them. Instead, they, they hurt you, and they take advantage of you. And you just think, I was, thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah, that is, uh, the, 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 that's the problem. Sometimes God's way doesn't seem the best way. We believe God's way is the best way. Uh, it isn't. How do you feel then? 
I mean, do you feel angry? Do you feel disappointed? Uh, do you have doubts? Is this really, you know, things seem upside down. This is wrong. Well, that's when uh, this psalm will help. Uh, that's when we really need God to tell us what is the right way. And, and this psalm deals with that problem, right? If you're still in verse 35, eh? David says, I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. Eh? Someone who's really ruthless, does, just cares about himself, walks over everyone, and, and they're, you know, this, this tree that's you know, beautiful and strong and well, yeah, something's wrong here. Why are they so rich and so well? Well, this song will help us with that. Uh, because we, we, we need wisdom. Uh, just to say, it felt a bit clunky, this psalm. Uh, why does it seem not very smooth? Um, as you may have seen in the footnotes, this is an acrostic psalm. What is an acrostic? It's kind of that every proverb starts with the next letter of the alphabet. So, so here's a, a, an English kind of prayer, uh, although things are not perfect, because of trial or pain, continuing thanksgiving, do not begin to blame, uh, A, B, C, D, etc. So maybe you think it doesn't seem very smooth, well that's just because it's an alphabetical order, okay? But uh, it means I'm not going to go through this verse by verse, let's just look at some of the big themes. And the big fo- call, you know, you see people they're wicked, they do wrong, and yet they are successful, they do so well. Well, uh, don't fret. Do not fret over evildoers. Right? Verse 1. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. Uh, don't, uh, y- you want to envy them? Don't. Uh, don't fret. If you don't know the word fret, don't be upset. Uh, don't be agitated. Uh, don't be angry. Uh, don't be annoyed. Don't be anxious. Uh, we d- just, you know, d- don't worry about it. Don't get upset about it. Uh, the psalm f- starts with the, the first ten verses. It's mainly just commands. Uh, you know, uh, just trust God. Uh, verse 3, trust in the Lord. Uh, verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Uh, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Uh, just trust him and, and do good. Uh, verse 3 again, trust in the Lord and do good. You know, don't worry about it, trust God and, and keep doing right. Do His way. Verse 27, turn from evil and do good. Don't worry about all that, just, you know, trust God and keep doing the right thing. Now, I'm, I'm not saying don't worry about it, that you therefore just ignore injustice and ignore a crime. You see a crime being committed and you, well, you don't worry about it and walk on. That's not the idea. Of course, you want to help people. You want to stand up for justice, of course. But sometimes we don't know what's the right thing, right? Some things are just so big and complex. Like the situation in Hong Kong now, what's the right thing to do? Uh, then it will be good that we, you know, if you don't know what to do, you can, you can trust God and, and keep His way. Or, you know, if it's against you as a person and you don't know, am I standing up for justice or do I want revenge and you don't really know, then it's good that you can just step back and let it go and, and trust God and just do what is right. And the Bible says that that's what you should do. You know, if it looks wrong, just trust God, do good. 
example, but we get that feeling, right? We get that feeling that this is unfair, something's wrong. Maybe here you're not a Christian and you get that feeling. I mean, I, I hope you think that, yeah, this is wrong, right? That that colleague who is so bad, he, he shouldn't get the promotion. But, but how do you explain that? You know, is it just, you know, survival of the fittest and he's fitter than you? Right? Why get upset about that? Now we get upset because deep down we feel it's unjust, right? We have a longing for justice. And that's what we want. And if we long for it, well, maybe it exists. And this psalm says it, that's where you need to look. It does exist. It's not going to come from human governments. It's not, this is written by David the king. You expect David the king. Well, justice is his job. But, you know, he's just a human. He's limited. No, we do want justice, but it comes from the real king, the one with all power, the with all, all knowledge, all goodness. And so the rest of this psalm just says, well, this is where you need to look. Two groups, two destinies. And from kind of verse 11 onwards, it's just the righteous and the wicked, right? Almost every verse, it talks about the wicked or it talks about the righteous. And they have, well, two opposing behaviors, two opposing opposite destinies. Uh, so first, uh, David focuses on the wicked. And, and they're really wicked, right? Verse 12, the wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. Uh, verse 14, the wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy. Uh, you, don't, you don't have sympathy for those, right? You, they're just plotting, sharpening their swords, sparks flying to go and kill someone. They, they, they sound wicked. But realize their destiny, David says. Look, look what's going to happen to them. And verse 17, for the power of the wicked will be broken. Uh, verse 20, but the wicked will perish. You know, they're, they're like flowers, they'll be consumed. Verse 38, all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. It's very simple. They, they, they'll be condemned. So don't worry about them. Right? It's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's going almost, what they try to do, they, they get themselves, right? It, it feels just. Yeah, verse 14, they draw the sword. Verse 15, their swords will pierce their own hearts. It's like the sword is going to come back to them. I don't know, when I was young, I used to watch these cartoons, and the coyote who always got himself in his own trap, right? That's what he get for trying to do wrong. Although, of course, it's not natural, Right? This is the Lord doing it. The Lord loves justice, and so the Lord will, you know, he, yeah, he will destroy the wicked. That's what this psalm says so clearly. And then the righteous, yeah, that, that, that sounds so good, right? From verse 21 onwards, you know, it's beautiful. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Uh, verse 26, they are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Verse 30, the mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. You know, people who are generous and loving, and all their words always build up and are full of, you know, full, full of justice and peace. And their hearts, you can see that they're just so devoted to God's law. Well, wonderful people. Well, God's going to be just to them, right? Again, the Lord, first he protects them, yeah, like in verse... 24, though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. 
Uh, verse 33, the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. But, but not just protection now. There is you know, an inheritance later. 22, uh, those the Lord blesses will inherit the land. Uh, verse 27, turn from evil and do good. You will dwell in the land forever. It will all be fine. The good will be rewarded. The wicked will be punished. And I, I hope that can, it feels right. Huh? Of course, the question is, when is it? This verse keeps talking about the land. Uh, that land that is, of course, the Old Testament context. Uh, back then, what was the promised land? What's the place to be? It's the land of Canaan, where you're, you know, God's people live with God. Of course, as you read through the Bible, actually God's plans are bigger than that. The meek will not just inherit the land, they will inherit the earth. Uh, um, which in a way is good. And it's not just now, it's after death. Because the thing is, death can seem so unfair, right? Someone who's lived uh, against God their whole life, and then they die peacefully. And people in the world think this is unfair. And they're not getting punished. They can just escape it with death. But the Bible says no. And one day, Jesus will come back, and he will raise everyone from the dead. Yeah, and then there will be judgment and the good will be rewarded and evil will be punished and there's a new creation for the righteous, wonderful, being with God forever, perfect new world. And then on the other hand, yeah, they will be punished with everlasting destruction away from the presence of the Lord. Uh, we, we talked about it earlier this year, but I, I hope you feel it's good, Right? Justice is a good thing, that, that good is rewarded, and that evil is punished. And so this, this psalm says, well, that's what you need to trust. Yeah? The only thing is we don't see this. This is after death. This is when Jesus returns. This is what we see now. We don't see the big picture. We don't see God. We don't see uh, his, his justice. And that's why, yeah, it seems that sinning is the best way, right? Maybe there's something you shouldn't watch and you're tempted and you do it. And what happens? Nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it's okay to sin, right? Do it again. Nothing happens. Huh? That's the world we live in. It's a broken world. You know, you, you sin and you don't get punished. Well, looks like sin is okay. No, we need to see the bigger picture. We need to see God. We need to see his plans. We need to see that yeah, he will bring justice. And that means, well, we can live differently. And that's why we don't need to worry. God will sort it out. Justice will be done. Do good because good will be rewarded. Don't do evil. Evil will be punished. And then we can live wisely. We don't need to look at what works now. Let's look at what works later. What will, with what can you stand before God? I, I hope you can see that is what this psalm says. Yeah, trust God, do good, because he will bring justice. That is the wise way to live. Although here's the question we all have, isn't it? Then, You know, which group are we, right? Uh, who are we? Because this psalm is nice, yeah, very black and white. There's the righteous and the wicked. Two groups that are very opposite, and the psalms have that often, you know, you read psalms about the righteous and, you know, can I sing that psalm? 
can I sing these wonderful verses? And it's not just here, you know, Psalm 18 or something. You know, here is David, I love you, Lord, my strength. You rescue me, you're everything to me. And then he says things like this, you know, God rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I'm not guilty of turning from my God. Can you sing that? Can you sing that psalm? And yeah, that's me. My guess is we don't. Right? Now, it, we always think of ourselves, well, we're probably good. right? If you say, am I righteous or wicked? We're probably righteous, right? We're, we're not bad people. Maybe at a tense time like this, when there's such division in society, it's very easy, well, I'm good and they're bad, eh? very polarized. But, but, but take an honest look at this psalm. Uh, my guess is we feel we're somewhere, well, in the middle. You know, are you sharpening your sword to bring down the poor and needy? My guess is you're not. Good. But do you always give generously and lend freely and, and, and speak only peace and justice and wisdom? My guess is you don't. I don't. You know, I, if I would draw myself in this picture, I would put myself in the middle <laughs> somewhere. But there is no middle, right, in this psalm. So where are we? Yeah, that's the question we need to wrestle with. That's how we need to read this psalm. Yeah, I, I don't want to just kind of assume I'm okay. That's not wise, right? Just, uh, well, it'll work itself out. No, the Bible, actually, it tells us more about righteousness. I mean, well, what, is, what do you think is good enough? Uh, 70%? Good. 80%? 90%? What, what do you guys think? 80%? 80% would be good? What well, does that mean that 79% you go one way, 80% the other? That's not very fair, right? How about 79.9%? You know, a, a spectrum of good and righteous and wicked doesn't really work, right? It's not really fair. And, and is 80% really good? You know, maybe for our next anniversary, EJ and I, we go for a beautiful dinner, right? We babysit her, and then I say, EJ, I want to assure you, I've been 80% faithful to you. <laughs> How does that sound? Would she say, oh, no, right? 80% is just not good enough, because it means you can be unfaithful 20% of the time, right? You can be wicked 20% of the time. It doesn't work like that, right? Now, if you want to have something really fair, well, it's something versus nothing. And then, yeah, the righteous group is actually very small. All of us, me, you, we're all in the wicked group, if we think about it. If God was really just, that's where we are. And the only person in the righteous group is Jesus. Yeah? He is, you look at him and you see words of love and peace and you see someone who only gives and you see the perfect righteous example and so yeah he will be blessed he will inherit the whole world it's just going to be very empty right now this song would be desperate for us if it wasn't for the fact that yeah jesus shares that with us jesus is the righteous one but he he offers that to us he died for us and if we come to him he, he shares it he justifies us. He gives us his righteousness. 
The Bible describes it as a rope. I mean, it's not yours, but it's like a, a rope you put on, and now you, you look righteous to God. You're not, but you look it. And you can read this psalm, and you can read, I'm righteous. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? And you don't have to do anything for it. You just have to trust in Jesus, because, you know, like I said, we can't do it. But if we just belong to Jesus, then we're there. I mean, three years ago, my kids got a residence permit for Hong Kong. There was absolutely nothing they had to do for that. Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's very simple, right? They belong to me. I got an employment permit, (laughs) and they just belong to me. And that's what it's like to trust in Jesus. Jesus inherits the world. You belong to him. You'll be there. And if you have that, then, yeah, this psalm is assurance. This psalm promises you that everything will be okay, that you'll be fine when God comes, that you can stand before him clothed in Jesus' righteousness, and you will inherit. And, and then you can have peace, right? And you can see wrong things happen. Wrong things can be done to you. But you can just trust God and, and keep his way and trust him to sort it out because you know that your future is sorted out. Uh, that is how we should read this psalm, and then uh, it becomes very encouraging. We can even go further, right? You know, first of all, this is wisdom, right? You want to know the best way to live? It's trusting in Jesus. If you're here and you haven't done that, no matter how wise you think you are, unless you've trusted in Jesus, you've missed the biggest thing there is. But then when you've done that, you know, how do you treat people who wrong you? How do you look at the wrongdoers? Because actually, the, the, what I've just explained explains why. Why doesn't God punish the wicked right away? Well, because he gives them a chance to respond. Right? You were wicked. You were in that group. But Jesus gave you mercy. And he waited with justice so that you could be forgiven. And actually, that's the same for others. And so next time, don't just keep calm. Pray for the people who wrong you. Pray for them. Uh, Try to share the gospel with them, right? You were no better than them. You received mercy. This is what they want. Uh, The Bible says whoever wins soul is is wise. Uh, That's what, uh, if if we understand Jesus' mercy, it's not just justice. We'll do even more than that. Great. That's, uh, That's a lot for us to think about, but I hope we can, yeah, as we understand mercy and justice, I hope we know how to live. We can trust God. He will sort it all out. But at the moment, this is a time for mercy. And so let's live that way. Great. Well, we're going to have communion in a moment. Great chance to reflect. But now let's stand and sing. If you have children in sparklers or uh, sorry, uh, rainbows or um, splash, please pick them up so that they can join us here. And this is our time of offering. Uh, so if you're a church family, uh, if you give this way rather than by bank transfer, please Make use of it. If you're a visitor, please uh, let the back go along. But yeah, let's sing about this great king and we can stand before him in robes we don't deserve. <laughs>